Hello, this is C.S. Punch, author of Serene Empowerment, Spiritual Solutions for Managing Stress. This is Wednesday, 23rd of December, 2020. I'm coming to you from lockdown London, where everything seems pretty grim. But uh, Serene Empowerment is all about feeling good on the inside, even though everything kind of sucks on the outside. We shall press on with the second episode of this mini-series, The Superhighway to Inner Peace. By the way, if you want to know more about feeling good, even when external circumstances seem hopeless, then you may also want to check out the very first podcast of Serene Empowerment, which is all about restoring peace of mind during times of crisis. Back to our superhighway, which is based on the direct path style of spiritual teachings. We're spending some time at the outset of our journey, really clarifying our end destination so that we always have that in mind. Because sometimes we tend to get lost in the process and forget about what the whole point of the journey was. This applies to any goal, not just spiritual goals. We can get so caught up in the method that we forget the whole point of what the method was trying to achieve. Our main map for this journey is the spiritual text called A Course in Miracles, and the author makes a point in chapter one about focusing more on the end and less on the means. He says, Many have lost sight of the end and are concentrating on the means. Remember the story about the artist who kept devoting himself to inventing better and better ways of sharpening pencils. He never created anything, but he had the sharpest pencil in town. That passage was originally edited out of other published editions, probably due to the innuendo, but it's been restored in the latest edition of A Course in Miracles, the purple book. Anyway, let's begin with recapping the three aims of our superhighway to inner peace. Our first aim is to have peace, power, and presence of mind. The second is learning to abide in the infinite present. More on that another time. And in this episode, we'll be focusing on our third aim, which is learning to see the infinite light in all beings and all things. The infinite light is the first thing that was ever brought into being by the Creator. I call the Creator the source of infinite love, or Abba. Other people call this Creator God. You might have another name. So, the infinite light is the firstborn and the beloved child of infinite love. And the Course in Miracles identifies us as this beloved child, this infinite light. It means that our shared true identity or true nature is that of light before it takes on some kind of form in physical manner, whether that form is a human, a dog, a tree, a planet, a cloud, etc. Other names for the infinite light include divine intelligence or Om. Om is described as the sound of the universe that unifies all things. In other traditions, infinite light is known as the Logos, or the Word, as in the famous line in the Bible, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now, in traditional Christianity, the Word is usually identified as Jesus. But this is different in A Course in Miracles. The Word or the infinite light, or the Logos, refers to a collective identity which includes Jesus, but which also includes us. So these are all different ways from different traditions of describing the same idea. 
And in A Course in Miracles, the infinite light is called unified spirit, or more frequently, the face of Christ. That's the metaphor that it uses. And one of the aims of A Course in Miracles is for its students to learn to see the face of Christ, what I'm calling infinite light, our true nature in all beings and all living things. To be able to recognize the face of Christ in all living beings, the Course tells us, means to see our reflection, our true identity and our oneness in everything and in everyone we encounter and to perceive our deep connection with all that is. So A Course in Miracles is mainly concerned with giving us a new way of seeing. It calls this new way of seeing the correction of our perception. Now we tend mostly to think of perception or perceiving as a mental activity. Our perceptions are our beliefs, thoughts, ideas, judgments, interpretations, expectations, etc. That's the mental aspect of perceiving. But there's also a physical aspect of perceiving. We live in a world of sensory experience, which means that we perceive things through our physical senses. We perceive with our eyes and our ears and our sense of smell and taste and touch. There's also the cognitive aspect through our brain. We experience the physical world with our nervous system. We navigate the physical world with a bodily apparatus that's designed to perceive we are unable to experience the physical world without having some kind of physical body. But we primarily perceive and experience the world with our mind. Our mind tells the body what to perceive and equally importantly, what to filter out, what to pay no attention to. Therefore, we experience the physical world according to our mental beliefs, while our body, which A Course in Miracles describes as a communication device, feeds back to us physical evidence of our predominant beliefs and mindset from our environment. In A Course in Miracles, it says, stimuli of all kinds are identified through perception. Stimuli or a stimulus means a thing or an event that evokes a specific reactions in organs of the body. A stimulus also means a spur or an incentive. He goes on to say, you perceive the stimulus and behave accordingly. It follows then that as you perceive, so will you behave. So when our perception is corrected, our behaviour also transforms as a natural result. Spiritual teachers of this path say that what we think we see, what we see we experience, and what we experience we think. We could just as easily replace the word think with believe, so in that case it would be what I believe I see, what I see I experience, and what I experience I believe. They call this the perceptual leap of experience. So when A Course in Miracles talks about correcting our perception, it's not just talking about changing our mind, or correcting our opinions or beliefs, or seeing people differently. It's talking about transforming our whole three-dimensional experience in the world of perception. And that's how the Course describes our world, as a world of perception. And it sets about transforming our fear-based perception that has resulted in manifesting a world of scarcity, stress, and strife, as we're experiencing more than ever today, to a more unifying, love-based perception. So it's kind of like a divine optician's. Now we're seeing through a glass darkly, as it says in the Bible, 
but soon we'll have the capacity to see, as the Bible says, face to face, quote unquote, akin to what a course in miracles calls seeing the face of Christ. So we're currently seeing the world through a glass darkly. The world is being reflected back to us through a dark mirror, and the course in miracles is offering us a clearer mirror or an upgrade to our internal software, if you like. We're still using equipment to proceed with, we're still using the body, but we're seeing with what a course in miracles calls true perception. And true perception is a stepping stone to being able to know ultimate reality and to know ourselves as being at one with infinite, endless, unconditional love. People who have had glimpses or who are blessed enough to live all the time in this world of true perception report seeing brighter colours, seeing a light or the divine essence shining in everything they see, in nature, in people, in animals, and even in food. Other people in this category, true perception isn't quite as literal as seeing in the physical sense, but they feel their own underlying connection with all living beings, that shared identity of being infinite light. They listen to people differently. They hear what others are really saying, what they really mean. They understand better. They have more compassion. They have more joy. And they don't take things quite as seriously as the rest of us do. They have a more vivid, vital daily experience. And the metaphor which A Course in Miracles uses for this experience is called the happy dream. As the happy dream is still in the realm of subjective experience, it's still as illusory as all our miserable perceptions. Hence, it's why it's still called a dream, even though it's a happy one instead of a nightmare. But the happy dream is a stepping stone towards the experience of ultimate reality and the symbolism that A Course in Miracles uses for ultimate reality is heaven. There are different levels of perception that we experience. There's the perception of physical experience that we've talked about through the physical body. The body experiences the passing of time and it's fixed in a particular location or space. It can't be in two places at once. So that's one level of perception. This level is at the bottom of the hierarchy. The next level of perception is our thoughts. Here at the level of thought, we're free of the restrictions of time and space. We can travel to the past in our minds while our body remains in the present and we experience through our minds memories, flashbacks, as if they're happening in the here and now. We can similarly travel to the future when we look forward to something in excited anticipation or fearful trepidation. Or we can imagine that we're in a totally different place, like for example when we're daydreaming if we're bored. We also see the evidence of our judgments, expectations and beliefs mirrored back to us from our environment at this level of perception. The next level of perception is the level of being. This is where we experience the continuous original self that was present before our physical body was formed in the womb and which will be present after we leave our physical body. This level of perception is... I call it being, or awareness, or presence, or abidance. At the level of being, or presence, we still experience ourselves as being in our physical body with all the sensations that this entails, and we still experience our thoughts and emotions and feelings. However, the dominant experience is that of being, which is the space in which all flavours of experience arise, whether they be pleasurable or painful or indifferent. 
The experience of being is now at the forefront at this level of perception, whereas in the lower levels of perception, it remains in the background. The next level of perception is true perception, where you see the infinite light wherever you look. There's a famous saying, wherever I go, there I am. In this case, case of true perception, the I am is the I am presence. At this level of perception, we perceive the one identity beneath, within and beyond the many forms of life that we encounter. For example, humans, animals, nature, objects, etc. The next level of perception, the final one, which is beyond the scope of this mini-series, is the realm of knowledge, as A Course in Miracles calls it. The realm of knowledge, which, ironically, I know nothing about. But it could be likened to the realm of nirvana. It's the realm where the source of infinite love is in constant communication and communion with the beloved child, the infinite light, and they are one. A Course in Miracles describes a miracle as a shift in perception. So if your life experience is based mainly at the level of just seeing yourself as a body, fixed in time and space, or from the level of being identified with your thoughts and your mental world, the miracle swiftly shifts you without a long period of learning from the lower levels of perception to the level of true perception, where you see that everything and everyone comes from one source and you can see or sense that one source everywhere in everything you see and experience. This shift from one level of experience to another is called the miracle. I hope you found this helpful. If you'd like more of the same, please subscribe to this podcast. And for more information about Serene Empowerment, visit my website, sereneempowerment.co.uk. Thanks for listening.